0: You know, I'm just looking at uh, an article here. I was sitting, listening to the news, but I, you know, when you do this job, you hear the news fairly repetitively. So I, I pay attention to what Danny's saying, but uh, I also pay attention to new things that are coming across the wire. And, um, uh, one of them is, um, the, the story that I'm looking at right now on the, uh, Gallup news wire. Gallup is uh, the company that you hear the name Gallup Polls. So they put out um, a compilation every week. And um, the compilation is of what people think about various things. And this week, they've got a headline that says, Americans Lukewarm Toward Leaders of U.S. Allies. And they rate what Americans think of United States allies. And I got to tell you, because when it's true, it's true. They're talking about Justin Trudeau as uh, favorable to the maximum degree. Second is Theresa May from uh, the UK. And after that, Angela Merkel. And it works its way down through uh, Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel. And then Putin, believe it or not, way down the list. But Justin scores 48% favorable, 24% unfavorable. And you'll love this. 18% of Americans have not heard of who this guy is. Anyway, I just wanted to pass that along. Uh, right now, I want to uh, take a moment and uh, welcome somebody who uh, I've run across in my political career and then more recently in, uh, in media. She used to be Ginny Mobat. Now she's Ginny Roth. Hi, Ginny.
1: Hi, Peter. How are you?
0: Oh, good. Congratulations on, uh, I guess it's a relatively recent marriage.
1: It is. Thank you very much.
0: Well, that's nice. And um, everybody should be married uh, for as long as possible. And uh, in my it's case, fun. as long as possible, is 48 years. So may you be as lucky.
1: Uh, well, I can only wish.
0: Well, there you go. you got 47 and a half to go, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, I see uh, that you're involved in the, uh, in the marijuana file on behalf of Crestview Strategies with whom you are employed. And uh, I know that you look at... What different government policies mean to different uh, organizations, people, in this case, municipalities. And I'm also seeing that municipalities are expressing great doubts about uh, what happens with cannabis now that uh, we're a week into hearing from Vic Fideli uh, and Caroline Mulrooney that things are not going to be the way they were going to be. What say you about that?
1: Uh- I don't blame them. I think municipalities are reacting as they often do when they sort of get the draw the short end of the public policy stick. Um, And in this case, you know, you've got a federal government commitment, which cascades its impact down uh, and means that municipalities are having to deal with some of the nitty-gritty, sort of very close to home public policy fallout. So, um, people are going to complain about the smell. They're going to complain about the look and feel of um, of the place that cannabis is being sold around them. They're going to be complaining about um, the cost of policing, which in the case of big municipalities, they bear. So um, I get I get where this is coming from, and I get they're frustrated. Um, and, and frankly, some of it's genuine, some of it's a bit disingenuous. A lot of this is posturing for funding, as so I suppose many of these intergovernmental battles always are, right? I suppose that's
0: true. Uh, What happens, though, when you you look at uh, Richmond Hill is a good example, because it's the only example. That's the city of all the cities and towns in Ontario that came forward within two days of that announcement, and Mayor Barrow over there said, not going to sell it, full stop period, we don't want it.
1: And at, look, at the other end of the spectrum, uh, you get small municipalities in across Ontario that are actually really benefiting and, and driving yeah. economic benefit and creating jobs from the producers that have decided to locate there. So every municipality can make a different choice. I can see why Richmond Hill would say, look, uh, if you've got people living in Richmond Hill, they can easily drive down to Toronto if they want to buy cannabis at a or retail Markham
0: store, Or Markham or Vaughan, Vaughan or anywhere. Online,
1: or Markham yeah. or Vaughan or wherever they want to go. So they don't lose uh, you know, the voters who are cons- and view this from a consumer's perspective probably won't punish the mayor at the polls for that decision and and uh and he gets to not have to deal with the licensing, the complaints, the, you know, and I, so, I, so I'm sympathetic, but I think what people need to understand at the municipal level is the experience that we've seen up to date with dispensaries, illegal dispensaries, where uh, in a lot of cases, they um, are not clean storefronts, they're not pleasant places to be around, um, uh, landlords are upset that, that, that their tenants are selling an illegal substance. That is not going to be the private retail experience. Uh, in, a, in a post-legalization world. Um, it's not going to be, you're going to have sleek, you know, people often talk about the Apple store as a model for what uh, a modern-day legal cannabis dispensary or store will look like. So I think some of this comes from also a misguided understanding of what the cannabis retail experience will be like in a legal environment.
0: What was your uh, reaction at the strategic level? Because you were looking at, I suppose, your job involves helping people address things that come along like this. What was your reaction when you heard that the government had decided to shelve the cannabis store concept and and keep uh, the distribution piece and put this in the hands of private retailers?
1: Well, I, I think it's very good news. I think it's good from a public policy perspective. You and I, Peter, come from the same political tradition where we tend to think that leaving things to the private sector uh, is a better way to go about uh, public policy. Mm-hmm. And and from industry's perspective, in, in this case, they would agree. I mean, um, paying people... $25, 30 an hour to sell cannabis, um, is, is not necessary. Frankly, it's not necessary to pay people that much to sell beer, wine and liquor either. Um, and so I was really pleased to see the premier, um, and, and cabinet step up and say, um, we have the time and the wherewithal to reconsider. Um, we don't, the government doesn't need to be the be all and end all of, of everything. We have really responsible, well established retailers in Ontario who, Within the bounds of some limits, so the AGCO uh, and the cannabis store will set up um, uh, rules around licensing and limits. Uh, all sorts of you know government interventions will exist to make sure that you know that the product is dispensed safely um, and kept out of the hands of kids and all all the basic public safety requirements that the public public desires. Um, but let's trust p- private sector actors who have been retailing. Um, all sorts of consumer goods for for centuries. Let's see what they can do, and let's let them have a bit of competition uh, to the benefit of the consumer.
0: Works for me. Um, Has this become, though, a municipal election issue? Because we have municipal elections across the province.
1: Uh, yes, and I think where um, it, it's it's less about the uh, experience of the voter on the ground, and more about uh, mayors and 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 councillors and um, and municipal uh, elected officials worrying about how they're going to fund their services. Um, and they get terrified anytime uh one of the, really, municipal budgets are very tight. And there are only so many places you can raise money. No one wants to raise property taxes. That's one of the only revenue t- tools they have at their disposal, because that's political suicide. Um, so they have to look at how they constrain their spending. And whenever spending goes there, goes up in an area like we need more licensing people or licensing officials that are going to go in, public servants that are going to go and license these new um, cannabis stores, or we need more policing sp- Police, because we need police services or we need more public health officials to uh, educate people about cannabis. All of those things cost more money uh, and that means that those elected officials at the municipal level will have to find a way to either cut other programs or uh, raise taxes and they don't want to do that politically if they approach an election uh, in October. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's political.
0: Well, change brings unintended consequences. Let me ask you uh, a duality of questions uh, because we're running out of time. Can the April start date for the storefronts be achieved? And what happens to the storefronts that we all know already exist?
1: So I think that they've actually been, um, they've left themselves themselves room with April and they're going to exceed their expectations. I think that they have plans to get things done by late winter uh, on private retail. In the meantime, people can use the online store. Um, uh, and, and as for the, the storefronts that currently exist, I don't know. That's not clear. Uh, to be frank, they put a hard pause. As soon as Doug Ford was elected, there was a real hard pause on rolling out any new stores. So there's just that one address in the you know Toronto, the Danforth area of the city, of the East Danforth, um, and, and I think the OCS is going to probably have to liquidate that uh, that asset. Um, and go full online because that's that's going to be its area of focus. Uh, I'm really curious to see though what private retailers come for, forward and uh, and try to get into the space.
0: I'm I'm very interested, not because I uh, I use the stuff. I don't. Uh, and, and I don't no. cast aspersions on anybody That's who does. Me, Peter. No. Well, you know what? There, there might have been a time. I can't remember the <laughs> 60s, so I'm thinking, but but uh, t- time goes by when you're having fun. But uh, there are a lot of people who do and uh, a lot of people who want to, and um, I, I suppose that uh, they get it from that guy right now, but uh, it's about to become uh, a much more official thing, and uh, it'll be interesting to watch it unfold. Thank you, Ginny. Thanks for having me. Ginny Roth of Crestview Strategy and... Uh, That's, uh, I guess, Chapter 84 in the uh, unfolding saga of legal cannabis in the province of Ontario to be continued. I am Peter Sherman. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto.